not a giant soccer fan. I enjoy it. Uh, so not- Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 104 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the good doctor from Coshocton, Ohio, the OG officer of the Online 18, <laughs> Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm uh, back uh, after vacation. I'm back in the office. I get excited after vacation. I know I'm weird in that way, but I, I enjoy what I do, and so I'm excited to be back. How about you, man? Uh, well, don't sell yourself short. You're weird in a lot of ways, Kirby. <laughs> and I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. It's a great week here in Nashville, Tennessee, and getting ready to uh, head out this weekend to Raleigh, North Carolina, to meet with a lot of our promo f- yes. friends and uh, go to the Band Together event. Uh, really excited about that. But you know what else I'm excited about, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be our good, good, good friends at CoLab. You know, they're two partner companies that are collaborating to give you not just you, Kirby, I mean the global you, a single PO solution with a single project manager for all your private label needs. And those two companies are Bam Bams and T-Shirt Tycoon. I know you know Adam Walterscheid. I know you know Ben Taylor. They're two of the most innovative people in our industry. And I've talked about it before, and they're, looked at, they're really trying to provide a transparent supply chain approach combined with the highest level of compliance demanded by corporate markets and consumer brands today. And I know you're pretty excited about it as well. I am excited about it. Anything that has to do with Adam and Ben, I'm in. I love it. Well, and they want to create that frictionless transaction. You know how much I love that. And that's going to carry across multiple product categories while ensuring distributor partners, much like yourself, have the highest level of quality, safety, social compliance, and brand integrity all within that vertical and global supply chain partnership. So they are launching this officially at ASI Chicago, and that's July 25th and 26th. But if you want to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you, go to ttycoon.com slash collab. That's C-O-L-A-B. You can learn a lot more there. Or if you just want to wait till you get to the ASI Chicago show, Bam Bam's booth is number 1907. T-Shirt Tycoon's booth is 1714. They're right across from each other. So, And they're also going to have a collab meeting room, and that's MR1049 if you'd like to go ahead and schedule a collab presentation and learn how they can put those capabilities to work for you and help you grow your sales. Kirby, are they going to be sorry they did? They will not be sorry they did. Excellent. Now, Kirby, I am excited to, to talk with you. It's the first time we've had a two-week break doing yeah. Unscripted because you were on vacation. Um, and, and then I was at Expo East, so we had to record a couple back-to-back. It's been two weeks since we've done this, and it feels really wrong. So um, I am, <laughs> In so I am, many ways. <laughs> in so many ways. So I'm actually very excited to be here with you. Why don't you go ahead and start us off with a topic? I have a feeling I know what you're going to bring up, yes. so I'm going to let you go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's appropriate that I bring it up because we want to start with a little bit of congratulations. You know, uh, each year, Dale Denham comes out with his Online 18, the uh, his look at the influencers online in our industry, uh, came out with his list uh, this, this week. And, um, of course, there was 18 
Well, there was at least 17 really deserving individuals. I happen to be on it as well. But you were number one, my friend. So congratulations. You know, for the first time in my life, I can say not only number one in your program, but number one in your hearts. <laughs> yeah, um, right. You know, it's, it's, it's a, I, I do look forward to this list. And this is, I think, the third year I've, I've been on it. You've been, I called you at the top of the broadcast, the OG officer of the Online 18, because you've been on every list. So this is the fifth year, I believe, Dale's done. You've been on it every year. Nope, 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 nope. I wasn't on it the first year. Well, then I am stripping you of your title of OG <laughs> officer of the Online 18. Well, I just want to be, want to be you know, transparent. Well, you're still an officer of the Online yeah. 18. Let's not get yeah. carried away. But you're not the OG officer, so yeah. I'm now stripping That's you Zezo. of your title. That is Zezo. Yeah, he, is, right. he is the true OG officer. But So the, as we've talked about these types of lists, so I, I would be really wrong if I wasn't transparent and honest. Yeah. I'm, first of all, honored, yep. flattered, yep. Um, and I, I, I love that Dale takes the time to put this together, and I think he consults some other people. Um, to do that, but it's still a very subjective list, and you know sure. how I feel about that. So um, while I'm, I'm honored and all that, I don't know what it means, <laughs> although I, I, I think here's what I take from this list. It's like if we compare it to we had a discussion I think about a month and a half ago, ASI came out with I think it was 20, the 20 most creative people in promo, and, and creativity is a very subjective thing. Sure. Uh, p- people who are on that list, absolutely needed to be on that list. I just don't know what the criteria is. Dale did a nice job explaining what his criteria was, um, which I, I, I really appreciated that it was engagement, um, that people changed their online approach while some others had backed off significantly. But his primary criteria is that the content must be engaging. Mm-hmm. And um, in that one of the things he took into consideration was that the engagement has to or should be as much offline as it is online. So knowing that that was his mindset in terms of a subjective list, I think it's a great list. Looking at the people who are on here, you know, I could certainly dissect it and say this person should be higher, this person should be lower. Um, I, I Because I'm on the list, I feel really weird doing that. So <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, there was not one person on this list that I said, huh, who the hell are they? Yeah, right. Um, so I think I think Dale did a great job doing that, and it you know anytime you're recognized for the work you do, whether it's subjective or uh, you know I guess better or better way to put it whether it's qualitative or quantitative, and this is qualitative, right? Mm-hmm. Well, anytime you're recognized, it, it's an honor, and and I think you feel the same way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, always an honor to be recognized for whatever you do. Um, hell, our whole industry is built on that, right? Um, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, actually, what I, one of the things I was thinking is, you know, I think you and I tend to come down differently on lists as a rule, right? Like just we a do. little bit. Because I love lists regardless. Um, and but one of the things I love about this one is exactly what you sort of alluded to, is I think Dale does a really good job of explaining the methodology. His, yeah, the methodology, his thought process. And like, for example, one of the things he mentions is, look, I'm only going to have one person per company. And yes. so whether I agree with that or not, I understand it, right? right? Like going into it, I'm like, oh, I could name one or two people, but I'm like, oh, wait, he's already got one person that's from that company right. uh, on there. And so I actually think Dale, with this list, does a better job than pretty much any other list explaining the criteria. Because you're like, I don't know what it means. I'm like, I actually think I do. Well, more, I do more so than usual. 
I, I, I would agree. Um, I don't think I, I don't know if I should be number one. I'll tell you that right now. I, I look <laughs> at what, I look at what you do. I look at what Danny Rosen does. I look at what uh, Charity Gibson does. I look at what Kenny Ved does. And I don't know why I would be number one other than my clear and unabashed hatred of pumpkin spice. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I was thinking about it because I know, you know, Dale said in his little description yep. of I know of what you were going to say, by the way. Yeah. Is that uh, he does take a few things too far for my taste. And as my wife said when I, I shared it with her, and she goes, well, he, gets, he, he should know you. That's what you do. You take stuff too far sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting about the whole pumpkin spice thing, it started about four years ago when – all the foods, just weird foods that have no reason to be pumpkin spice flavored or pumpkin spice. And I take a picture at my grocery store and say, absolutely not. This has got to stop. Now during the fall, if there are five posts on my wall about pumpkin spice, you I'm only responsible it. for one of them. Yeah, Maybe exactly none right. of them. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, it was so funny. You started with a blog post talking about how if you are, you know, pumpkin spice used to stand out. Yep. And so now it doesn't. Yep. And see, I see, I pay attention. Anyway, you do. Uh, it was funny because I'm like, man, that has created a phenomenon that really Bill has very little to do with anymore. <laughs> no, it has <laughs> completely taken on a life of its own. Yeah. Um, and it's got to the point where I almost dread the fall because I know my my uh, Facebook feed is going to be littered with all sorts of kick-ass, you know, Oreo pumpkin spice <laughs> or, you know... Uh, English muffin pumpkin spice. But anyway, it's good that my legacy in the industry will be the adult beverage guy, the Van Halen guy, and the pumpkin spice guy. Yeah. But one of the things I did want to add about this list yeah. is, and I was, you know, you try and look at similarities and you try and look at, well, how do you do it and whatever? Because um, there's other people who are working really hard to oh, sure. provide value online as well. But one of the things I'd say is, regardless of position or whatever, the, as, the, the people on the list, as I know them, are all um, givers. They're all sharers. No sharers. question. And no um, question. whether they're creating content or curating content or sharing content, um, they there are a lot of people who are working to uh, improve the online legacy of our industry. And uh, so, like you said, it's an honor to sort of be recognized. But man, I, each time I look at it, I'm like, okay, I feel like I need to get to know that person better. Right. And no, I think absolutely. that's one of the services Dale provides with the list. He does, and and it, it, it like I said, it's always flattering. And hey, look, I, I'm I'm not gonna have false modesty. I would be pissed off if I wasn't on this list. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it, seriously, I would be. I'd be like yeah. that. There, I would be pissed off if you weren't on the list. I'd be pissed off if Dana Dezza wasn't on the list. Right, I would, right, you right. know, so it's not just a bill issue. I'm just saying, you know, you know, knowing that it was coming out. Of course, I'm kind of looking and wondering. And uh, I, I will say, I was surprised you were you were number five. I, yeah, I, I was surprised be, I was on it at all. Uh, I thought you should be higher, but I will <laughs> say that. So, all right, Kirby, I think we've beaten that dead horse. Yep. Um, but again, thank you to Dale yes. and uh, it, it and all the other people on there because it is it is a cool thing to be recognized for that. So, Kirby, I'm going to go ahead and turn it to a little deeper industry stuff. Um, and it, this might be a quick discussion, but it's one we need to have. So, um, we've talked about some of the concerns we have about tariffs being um, introduced mm -hmm. by our government. And there are $50 billion in tariffs now on Chinese products. Mm -hmm. So the first round, which is $34 billion, goes into effect Friday, July the 6th. And uh, the remainder, the other $16 billion, is going through a regulatory process. So China's already responded, Kirby, by levying a tariff on 25% of 25% on $34 billion of U.S. imports. So we're basically... 
a trade war has begun. <laughs> How are yeah. you preparing any of your clients? Are you preparing your clients for likely price increases? Because this will affect our industry and raw materials that suppliers use to create the decorated nuggets of goodness. <laughs> the decorated nugget nuggets of goodness. That's great. You know, I, I think like a lot of people, I, I have taken a bit of a wait and see approach to this, which is probably not the best. Um, but I think, you know, as you see it, come into effect, that's when you're like, okay, I need to put on my big boy pants and have this conversation. And I think it's one of the things I love about having these conversations with you on a regular basis because it kind of calls me to task on stuff like this because right. I think it's really easy to put our head in the sand and be like, oh, that's going to affect everybody so it won't really affect us. But I think it does have an opportunity to set you apart by just being, hey, look, this is why you do business with us because we're the ones who are your partners and things are going to start to be affected. And by communicating that in advance, it, it, it really does, I think, provide value. I think so. And I don't, and here's the thing, I don't think it needs to be a deep conversation. I think it's, yeah. Hey, just so you know, the, the, the tariffs have been uh, levied against the United States and, uh, you know, that, that will likely affect some pricing, not right now, but I want you to be aware of it, that, that I may have to raise prices on certain products and I don't even know what they are right now, yeah. but I'd be irresponsible if I didn't at least have that conversation with you and waited till September. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of those things that again, when I get the opportunity to hang around smart people in our industry, I yeah. get, I get, um, to have conversations like this with people like you who are forward thinking, it makes me do a better job at my job. And well, so that's, that, I love that you bring stuff like this up because all of a sudden I'm making notes and going, oh yeah, that's something not only do I need to do, but I need to educate my sales team on doing. Sure. Well, let me know when you run into some of those smarter people in our industry. I'd be curious <laughs> to have conversations with them. I think we just talked about Dale Denham. All right, go ahead. You got another topic, pal? Yeah. Okay. So I want to, this is something I don't think we've ever talked about. And, um, but it's something I've had conversations with different people in the industry about, and I wanted to get your take. Um, so, you know, every business is sort of a sales business, but I think in our industry, we've got, um, we've got two different kinds of sales processes. And one of the conversations that I had recently was that uh, the sales process um, on either side of our business is really interestingly different. Like mm -hmm. there's some similarities where you're talking, you know, you're, you're doing, um, uh, benefits and you're doing, um, some of the, the, you're telling about the product and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are similar. Right. But one of the things that I think is really interesting about the, the process of sales in our industry is if you're on the supplier side, supplier salespeople, you mm -hmm. get to the end mm -hmm. and there's absolutely, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I want you to correct me or maybe the industry can correct me, but there's not an asking for the sale component. No. Whereas on the distributor side, it is inherent in the sales process that we have to actually ask for the order. Correct. Whereas, and I've often said, I think sales supplier reps are ambassadors for the company. Distributor sales reps are salespeople. Yes. And I, I sort of wanted your take on that. And just as a, and just kind of talk through that because I think it is like, there's never a point where a supplier is going, so can I, can I write you down for a hundred vacuum sealed tumblers? Because right. we're not ultimately the customer. No, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. So I'll always look at it this way. Supplier salespeople are in the business of educating their sales force. Okay. Um, so no, you're not going to ask for a sale. What you're asking for is when you have a need with your end user client, I want you to think of us or me. Mm -hmm. I look at supplier salespeople as the glue of our industry. They yeah, are the yeah. key 
they are the key relationship builders in our industry. Because again, and I've done sessions where this is a slide. If you look at the vacuum sealed tumblers in our industry, I can get them from any number of, of companies. Hit, Crown, uh, Evans, Starline. Yeah, Starline, yeah, all over the place. They're yeah. anywhere. And yes, there's a little different here and a slightly different decoration method there. But from if you look at it from the perspective of the end user client, they're all very much the same. Mm-hmm. They're all going to keep your drink cold for over 24 hours and hot for over 16, roughly. So as a supplier salesperson, you're in the business of educating why your product is superior, why it's going to benefit the end user more, why it's going to be held on to longer. But more than anything, you're in the business of building a relationship with yes. the distributor salesperson. Yes. Because at the end of the day, the distributor is going to say, hey, I look, I really like working with the salesperson from brand X the best, and that's the line I'm going to push. Because, yeah. because A, they like the person, and B, now to back that up, relationship only goes so far. If, if the supplier, if it's inherently difficult to buy from the supplier, you'll go to someone else. If there's too much friction in the process, right. you'll go to somewhere else because they're like products. Right. No. And actually, that was the piece. I think that there's overlap there um, in the sense that I think a great distributor salesperson and a great supplier salesperson are relationship builders. Yes. And I, at least in, in my business and certainly um, and when I say my business, I mean the business we do with suppliers. Yep. Relationship is huge on yes. how we make decisions. Um, yep. And so I think that that's the part that is that is the same, or at least very very similar. Yep. But it is it was interesting to me when I was talking to another uh, a supplier, and they're like, "Well, I don't know that they're salespeople because they're not. They, there's no. one big component at the end. They don't ask. A, yeah, they don't ask. And and that's that's not. Well, that, I'm not I'm not saying they're wrong and not. Ask. You know what I'm saying? That's not a critique. Okay. But it's an interesting process. Lightning bolt just hit me. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. They do ask. Kirby, when you have an opportunity for vacuum sealed tumblers, will you consider me? That's an ask. Mm-hmm. It is an ask. And so they don't ask most. Of okay, them. they should. <laughs> they should. And and we've talked about not shooting on people. Yeah. But you, they should be asking. They should be. They should walk away thinking, you know what, Kirby, when he has that opportunity, he's going to use my company. Now, uh, go ahead. And, and well, and here's where I, I some of the best supplier reps because back to your point is what they're doing like i think a good ask is is to say are there some projects that we can work together on so Mm -hmm. in other words they're not only asking but they're trying to provide value actually is are there any uh, projects you have we can do virtuals or specs or whatever it is oh no question you should always ask that but i think that goes but that's an ask though that's a good ask And, and and that's one that resonates i think yeah well and if you're not asking that as a supplier rep you're doing you're not doing it right that's for sure all right. Cool. No, it's good. Uh, I think this will be a quick one, and then uh, um, I might want to go into another one. So okay. I, I reserve the right to go two in a row <laughs> okay. here. Fair enough. Um, so U.S. teens, uh, 13 to 17. This kind of goes along with the online 18 discussion we had uh, a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So U.S. teens, age 13 to 17. Social media preferences are shifting, which shouldn't shock anybody. Right. So Facebook, 51% of, of people in that group use Facebook which is now trailing YouTube at 85% of that age group, Instagram at 52%. Hmm. Snapchat only is being used by 41% of that age group. Hmm. Now, Twitter's largely unchanged, and I think, you know, I don't want to talk about Twitter, so we're just not going to talk about it. (laughs) My question to you, Kirby, is Facebook on life support 
Because you and I use Facebook, but we're olds. Yeah, <laughs> we're olds. I like we're that. olds. Um, you know, I don't think so. Um, okay, I don't think so. I think the 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 number that you threw out there at YouTube is super interesting to me. Eighty five percent of thirteen to seventeen year olds are on YouTube on a daily basis. Yeah, that's actually that that's high. Uh, in stunningly my, high, yeah, isn't it? That's really interesting. And you said Instagram was what again? Fifty-two percent, which also I thought was low, super low. I actually, that's and, and so those are like, and so there's no way, based on just my knowledge of of kids in that age group. Of course, I have them. So do you? Yeah. If you told me that the Instagram was eighty percent and Facebook was fifty, then I'd be like, oh yeah, that's 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 telling. But the idea that those two are so close together. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me because I'm like I would have thought Instagram was way higher than that. Yeah, no, I so, would have too, and I yeah. would have thought I would have thought Snapchat would have been well above seventy percent, let alone, but it's sitting at forty one percent. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting stuff. But no, do I don't another, think Facebook is on in, uh, on life support at all. Do you have another one, or do you want? Can I go this one? Or do you have one that's real topical we need to talk about? If you do, no. let's go. Okay, no, you go. So World Cup, real quick. World Cup, no, no USA. Mm-hmm. USA did not make the World Cup. And Landon Donovan, who is a U.S. soccer star, pretty well-known, is swimming through a river of shit right now. I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm not. So he is doing commercials for Wells Fargo, basically saying, hey, U.S., we didn't make the World Cup. So why not root for our neighbor down the south, Mexico? Okay. And and so he is swimming through a river of shit on this. So first of all, the World Cup, do you even care? And then number two, is Landon Donovan wrong for accepting money? as a U.S. citizen, to promote our neighbor to the South okay. in their so, World Cup efforts? So, number one, I would say I, I'm not a giant soccer fan. I enjoy it. Uh, Goal! So, <laughs> uh, so, but, I, you know, I enjoy it. My kids play it. It's, it's great. But I, I'm not one of those people who's hardcore into it, but I enjoy okay. watching uh, World Cup. Um, number two, the question was, is he wrong in accepting money? Right. No. I, like, no. Right. I, I don't think so at all. I mean, I think that I, you – like, Is you he know, not a patriot or something? Yeah, that's that's I, the big thing. Yeah, and I think that's absurd. So if he said that about France or if he – like, to me, it's like he's – like. We are entitled to our opinions about a lot of different stuff. And I right. find it offensive when people say that my opinion is offensive. Like, I'm entitled to have yeah. my opinion, and I'm entitled to endorse what I want to endorse. I, like, I, that, that's nonsense to me. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> what, what struck me funny about the story is, um, first of all, we still struggle to fill soccer stadiums here in the United States. I think soccer is, is growing and certainly in popularity, but... The Mexican team will play in the United States and completely sell out a stadium of yeah. of a you know a seventy thousand seat stadium. We struggle to do that. Number two, we just won the World Cup for two thousand twenty six as North America with our with uh, <laughs> games in Canada and games yeah. in Mexico. So come on, yeah. It, no, it, this is on. this is one of those false uh, patriotism arguments that I think is absurd. Are you saying you're not a patriot? I, I, I don't like the New England Patriots. That's oh, correct. Well, Joel Moore will not like that. But you know what he, <laughs> but you know what he does like, Kirby. What's that, Bill? Be the good people. Vault Promotions. Vault Promotions. I don't know if you know this, Kirby, but Vault Promotions is a supplier of Easy. They produce individually personalized items in an on-demand, ongoing fulfillment environment, and they specialize in name badges, name tags, name plates, signs, cards, plates, custom products. So 
they all work for a previous supplier for years and years and years. So there's probably people on this podcast who've never heard of Vault Promotions. Who the hell are they? Well, they work for a supplier of, of those type of products for years and years and years. And when that supplier was unexpectedly sold to another large supplier, does that sound familiar to anybody out there? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they were all laid off. And they decided as a group to start Vault Promotions, hire staff back, and unapologetically continue making the same products they had perfected for many, many years. So although, although Vault may feel like a new company, uh, and they're just celebrated their sixth birthday, they've really been doing it for, for much longer. And I know, Kirby, you and I are so sure that once our listeners do business with Vault Promotions, you're going to only want to use them moving forward. And they're so confident in that they're offering EQP on their first order, which is a pretty cool deal. Yeah. So, Kirby, they, what, you know what they need to do? What's that, Bill? They need to go to vaultpromos.com slash unscripted and get all the details. But I will tell you, I've known Josh Robbins for a number of years. Hell, I tried to hire him about six years ago, right, <laughs> when he was starting Vault, truthfully. And uh, I will tell you, it's a great company, and they really care about making it easy for you to get what you want. So they are our sponsor for the next uh, little bit on fill in the blank, and we're happy to have them. That's awesome. Awesome. So Kirby, you ready to do some fill in the blank? I am ready, my friend. Why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. Well, we are officially into the summer now, and you know I love that. Uh, From your perspective, the best part of summer is? The relaxation. Nice. Um, I do find that summer can be, or for me is, you know, I, I try to take some time. Last year was the first year, I think in 15 years, we didn't take a family vacation. Mm. Um, so, but we took two smaller vacations. And so I always try to find time around summer to really relax. It's a time to just, just sit by a pool, uh, talk to my neighbors, you know, nice. talk to my family. Not that I don't talk to them, but, you know, have those conversations that, maybe in a more relaxed environment when we're not running so fast. You know, there's yeah. not school. There's not nearly as many activities. Um, so I, the, the relaxation for me is what I think of with summer. Cool. Kirby, your favorite summer treat that's going to keep you cool is? Uh, I, you know, I think the thing that pops into my mind is either ice cream or Sam Adams summer ale. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think my, my kids, you know, their favorite thing to do is on, on a on a warm summer evening is go to our local dairy and overpay for uh, ice cream and then so when I'm in the mood certainly that's fun but then you know a lot of times I'll say why don't you bring the ice cream back I'll sit on the back deck and have a summer ale and just kind of enjoy enjoy the sunset so yeah I'm with you though the rela- relaxation piece of it it all comes into comes into play for sure no question all right Kirby. All right. Yo. So, so we've talked about the best part of summer. The worst part of summer is? The oppressive, oppressive heat and humidity here in Nashville. My goodness. <laughs> I will tell you, for the last, I think, nine days, and again, this is someone, you're talking to someone who grew up in Texas, where yeah. my first summer we lived in Texas, they had over 70 consecutive days over 100 degrees. Wow. Okay? The heat does not bother me. But when you combine heat with humidity, it blows. <laughs> and for the last, I'd say about two weeks, nine days, to two, 10 days to 14 days, two weeks, it's been about 94 to 98 every day yeah. with the heat index about 110 because the humidity is hovering around 78, 79%. And it's just miserable. I, I actually looked at the map. I still live in Tennessee. This isn't Florida. And <laughs> We're not we're not equipped for this. We're not yeah. we're human beings are not equipped for the humidity. So that's the worst thing about summer for me. 
it. It reminds me of the it's, – it's like the opposite. When I lived in Chicago, you would just walk outside and go from heat source to heat source because it was so just brutally cold. Here, I feel like I, there's some days I just move from air conditioning to air conditioning. Yeah. No, I understand. All right. Kirby, as a child, your favorite summer job was? You know, I, I tended to start businesses of my own. Uh, when I was, uh, I know that's probably shocks the hell out of you, right? And so, um, I, I think that, you know, I really enjoyed, I did everything from mowing lawns to babysitting to, I had a bike repair business for about 10 minutes. Um, and I really enjoyed that. What was your favorite one out of all those though? That was um, the question. You're yeah. not answering the question. Once again, you're not following the rules. I, it, it, that feels like pretty consistent as well. Yeah, it um, does. <laughs> I would go with just the lawn mowing. Okay. I could kind of do it when I wanted to. Uh, don't mind the sweat. I don't mind the heat and uh, was willing to do those things that other people were unwilling to do and do it on my time. So yeah, I, Got it. I, that's probably it. Love it. All right. So we are obviously in the swag business, different sides of it, but that's what we do. We are know, the promotional I, products business. I, yeah. And so we know, right? We know what things cost. We know, you know, how things work. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it pains me to buy mm -hmm. promo, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the place you spend money on swag is? Uh, a college gift shop with Texas A&M products. Mm -hmm. I have no issue. Now, I always joke that this industry completely destroys and ruins you for retail. Because yeah. like you said, you walk into any retail shop and you know how much that golf shirt costs and so on and so mm -hmm. forth but when it comes to my beloved texas a&m aggies yeah. there is no dollar amount i will spend i understand that i need to support my university in that way and kirby i'm not ashamed of it cool kirby we just finished the u.s open golf tournament and i know you're not a huge golfer yeah you enjoy it on occasion yeah watching that tournament on tv is painful Oh, yeah. I, I, I So I, this year, for those who don't pay attention this year, I, and I happened to be at a golf outing while it was going on. So you I actually were. watched more of it than normal. Um, I don't like golf tournaments where they're 42 under, right. but I don't like watching golf tournaments where the best people on the planet struggle. I know some people do, but my thing is, is if there's literally no one on the planet who can be under par, then the, co the course is too hard. It's dumb. And so I, I did not enjoy it this year. Sorry to hear that, Kirby. <laughs> okay. Last one for me. Okay. Um, so we all get different publications in the mail. The one uh, thing that you always read is? Food and Wine. Nice. Uh, Food and Wine magazine. It's interesting. Um, I uh, just canceled after, I'm guessing, 30-some-odd years my subscription to Sports Illustrated. Really? Okay. I don't read it. Yeah. Uh, my kids don't read it. I mean, and everything I want to read in there – I read online, so my habits have changed. Food and Wine magazine, though, I really enjoy sitting outside, in, in you know under the on the deck with a nice cold drink, looking at Food and Wine. I love to cook. It's it's every year. It seems to be a more growing and uh, a passion of mine. And I get recipes out of there. I get ideas out of there. I get to read about faraway places. Um, so I, I it, for me, it's Food and Wine. Love that magazine. Can't get enough of it. Cool. Kirby, as you know, it is now time for Rapid Fire, the okay, patented yeah. yes, thing I right. sprung on you about 10 episodes ago that I can't stop doing. <laughs> okay. This is this is all soccer related since you're Great. such a big since you're such a big <laughs> fan of the US Open. I mean the the US Open shit. Since you're such a big fan of the World Cup. All right, Kirby, one word answers only. Okay. Switzerland or Sweden? 
Switzerland. Iran or Iceland? Iceland. Colombia or Costa Rica? Costa Rica. Panama or Peru? Panama. Argentina or Australia? Australia. Mexico or Morocco? Mexico. American football or American football? American football. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> and you know who else is excellent, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good, good goods at CoLab. Bam Bam's t-shirt tycoon coming together. Adam Walterscheid, Ben Taylor. Hell, you could call them Adam Taylor and Ben Walterscheid because they're such innovators, and they are putting together a single PO solution with a single project manager for all your private label needs. Go see them at ASI Chicago, July 25th and 26th. Learn more at ttycoon.com slash collab. Schedule an appointment while you're there at ASI Chicago. Learn more about it. I'm telling you, I really feel like this is going to be one of those things we talk about in two years that really was a game changer in our industry. I'm excited. Me too. Kirby, as always, a pleasure speaking with you. Right back at you, bro. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.